We'll put your business first. Whether you're looking to build, develop, or require other financing, the team of commercial lenders at West Texas National Bank is ready to serve you. From business solutions to farm and ag lending, West Texas National Bank is the partner you can depend on to help meet your financial goals. Visit them today at 101 East Avenue E in Alpine. West Texas National Bank is an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Time now for Buck Banter with your host, Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Alpine, and good morning, Martin. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Welcome to uh, February. Apologies for being out last week. We were out in Austin for um, a state conference for superintendents and principals. Great experience, lots of great learning, um, but glad glad to be back in the mountains of West Texas. So, um, Glad to be with you all today for this week's episode of Buck Banner. The topics we'll be sharing today are going to share some updates on the work that's happening just next door to us at the radio station um, over at Coconut Field. Lots of things happening over there, so I wanted to give the community an update on those exciting events. Uh, middle of the show, we'll talk a little bit about, um, this is shifting from the positive to the not so positive, uh, some CAD comptroller losses that we just found out about this week. So again, updating the community on what's going on there. And then wrapping up with some great news about our Buck Veterans Honor Wall at Alpine High School and a new uh, meal program that we'll be doing for the community as well. So lots to share in today's show. Well, looking forward to it. All right, let's jump in. So Coconut Field, Martin, you and I talked about this in December and about some of the work that we'd been planning. And I love when just two months later, we can hop back on and say, hey, that wasn't just talk, right? That wasn't just a plan. Here's what's actually happened. So today I wanted to update the community on the progress of some of those uh, projects that we've been doing at Coconut Field. So over the past few months, we've committed $75,000 to improvements at the field. Now, on the one hand, $75,000, that's a lot of money, right? Like no one would would turn away a check like that. But also $75,000 doesn't stretch that far at a multi-million dollar uh, facility like Coconut Field, right? So 75000 isn't what it used to be. <laughs> that is true. So it's a both and. We're able to do quite a bit with that, but not nearly as much as, as we would like to. The upgrades that we're able to do with this first bit of money will really be most seen and appreciated by baseball players. And so I wanted to share these with the community because if you don't know about them, you may not even see them, even though they're such a big deal for our players. So let me back up to the problem first. Because of erosion out here in West Texas of the dirt and clay on our playing surfaces, specifically I'm talking about like the infield surfaces that are dirt. Think of where the, all the uh, players run the bases, et cetera. And then the warning track, which is out near um, – the outfield wall, and then also down both baselines on the side of the field. Um, so years of use, wind, rain, weather, et cetera, had actually eroded that dirt to where there's about a four inch, in some places even a six or an eight inch gap, vertical gap, between the level of the dirt and then the grass right beside it. And so that was causing a lot of problems, as you can imagine. The field had actually become dangerous to play yes. on. We were having lots of rolled ankles or like a, uh, I don't have all my baseball terms up to snuff, y'all, but like like um, a grounder that would kind of come up and then hit that ledge and 
and pop straight upwards into a player's face or whatnot. And so uh, it was getting to the point where those things absolutely had to be addressed and really had become a safety issue. We even had two high school teams. I think one was from the Midland area. One was from El Paso who love coming to do their playoff game um, here at Coconut Field. And last year they wouldn't come. They wanted to play it there. But then when they saw the state of the field, they found another venue because Ouch. of some of those issues. Yeah, right. So we don't want that to be the case. So um, on the one hand, we knew exactly what we needed to do. On the other hand, it's not a simple fix. So I learned this. Um, even though we have tons of dirt here in West Texas, you can't just put any dirt in those in those places. Martin's uh, Martin's smiling and kind of shaking his head at me like you didn't you didn't know. Well, now I do. Special dirt, special dirt in those. And so we knew we needed to fix this, but needed to work on a plan to be able to afford that work. So we've been working with Sol Ross State University on this project over the last year to be able to coordinate these upgrades in both of those parts of the field. And um, how we're able to fund it is we've had funding contributions both from Sol Ross State University, also from um, the Alpine Cowboys from their 2023 sublease payment that they made. And then Alpine ISD has committed funding to that as well. Um, on the Alpine ISD side, we've been blessed to be able to use HOT funds. So I wanted to share this with the community, which are hotel occupancy tax, that's the HOT, uh, grant funds. We applied for those last summer and then were approved for those um, and delighted to be able to use those. So let me tell you just a little bit about what those are, if that's new to you. When visitors come from out of town and they stay at our hotels, they pay a hotel occupancy tax. And that's collected by either the city or the county, depending on where the person's staying. And then those funds from the city are made eligible back to different community organizations that they can use for uh, different projects that will bring even more tourism back to town. So it's kind of a cycle if you will, um, in support of tourism. And so really excited that, uh, you know, folks that are coming to see Coconut Field, that we're able to use some of those, that tax revenue that's generated from those visits to be able to put back into the field and keep it a place that we can keep playing ball on and, and uh, an amazing facility for our community. And it's definitely a draw to tourism. Absolutely. Absolutely a gem. So um, updates on how the work's going so far. Martin, you've probably seen lots of different trucks moving in and out of this area Quite over the last bit. little while. Quite you a can, bit. If you drive by, you'll see different uh, different pounds, different piles or mounds of material in the uh, parking lot outside Coconut Field as we do this work. So I wanted to update on how it's going. Kin um, Kincaid Concrete, local company, won the bid for the warning track work on the peripheral of the of the field, and that's coming along really nicely. They're doing an incredible job, so thank you to the folks there. They cut down that material to the base. They had to cut some lines and, and just kind of get it all laid out again the way it should be, have installed multiple layers of material, and in some parts of the field, that warning track is already complete, which is awesome. I think they've done it all in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, which is amazing. Um, they'll finish their project after the next project I'll talk about just because that warning track is also part of the entryway into the field for this next project so it has to kind of wait. The second project is the infield dirt work so think about between all the bases, pitcher's mound, um, home plate, etc. That has a different type of specialized material, which was just delivered yesterday. We had three big uh, trucks in town delivering that from Mineral Wells, and that work will start next week with that company coming in on Monday. Again, removing the material that's currently there, or what's left of it, let's be clear, <laughs> then replacing it up to the level it should be and leveling that off to uh, to give the, the field a much uh, safer playing surface for moving forward. So we hope to have all of that work completed by the Alpine Bucks baseball 
Baseball home opener on February 19th. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Two weeks away, which is wild that it's already baseball season. Um, but come out and check out those updates to the field. Uh, we're excited to be able to do them. More to come. We know that this uh, dirt work, while important, is just a little bit of what really needs to be done at the facility. Some of those um, small, I'm using my air quotes, y'all, but some of the small projects we're working on there are things like bringing the Rose Garden back, um, sprinkler systems and some uh, things there. But we also know there's big projects that need to be done there, big like the lighting system, um, seating, um, et cetera. And so, you know, lots of those to still figure out, but excited that we're moving in the right direction and so grateful to our partners at Sol Ross State University uh, for helping us move this forward. We'll all be looking for base, looking forward to baseball season this year for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Pivoting to our second topic. Let's talk a not little bit. Not as pleasant. Not as pleasant. That's true. Just say it. Let's just say it. Um, talking about CAD comptroller losses. Absolutely something we've talked about before, but if you're a, a first time or a recent listener, I'll brief you a little bit on what's going on. This is the time of year when this um, conversation comes up, and I'll explain why. On Wednesday of this week, the state comptroller's office released what's called the property value study, and they do this study for every for the for every single school district in the state of Texas, and for their corresponding local county appraisal districts called CADs. So, quick refresher: our local CAD county appraisal district, which is Brewster County Appraisal District, values all of the property within a school district's boundaries, right? And so for Alpine. ISD, they look at, okay, here's where your geographic boundaries are. All of the physical property within that um, was worth $820 million uh, last year, 2023. So that's their number that they submit to the state. Then the state comptroller's office does a study where they're like, okay, we're going to check and see if we think you did a good enough job on that, uh, you being the local CAD. So what they do is they sample different properties from all different property types or categories. So they'll say, okay, let's look at your single family homes. We're going to pick out these 20 single family homes and we're going to look at these uh, 20 acreage parcels, et cetera. And they're going to say, here's what we think each of those little samples should sample properties should have been worth. And they said, here's what we th- say the state value of that should have been. And then they compare that to, um, sorry. And then they, they use that to come up with, um, a projection of what all of the property within Alpine ISD should have been, what the state thinks it should have been. So they kind of, again, do a little sample, but then extrapolate it to um, a larger number. And so the state comptroller says that all of the property within Alpine ISD should have been valued at $897 million. Again, for reference, local CAD, $820 million. State Comptroller, 897. Another 10%. Another 10%. Martin already knows where this is going. So uh, then the State Comptroller compares those two values, right? You're never going to have a case where the state and the CAD get the exact same number, but how close are they? And that's what the state's looking for. They're checking to see if the local values are within 5% of what the state thinks they should be, right? That's a whole other conversation, but that's what they're looking for. So in our case, the Brewster CAD values are about 90 of what the state says they should be. And that lies outside of the 5% variance interval. Like you got to be 95% or higher kind of thing. So that means that the Brewster CAD fails the state's property value study 
for Alpine ISD for 2023. Now you might be like, um, why are we talking about this? Like, what does this have to do with the schools at all? Right? This is all about our local CAD. It's a separate entity. Um, but here's what here's how what this has to do with schools. When your local CAD fails, the state turns around and withholds school funding dollars from the local school district, despite the fact that the CAD and the ISD are completely autonomous entities. Right? That we don't we don't have anything to do with valuing property, but they need someone to punish, and so um, schools are who they pick. So what does this mean for us? Let's talk specifics, since we're the, the agency impacted by um, this particular failure. It means that we, Alpine ISD, will be shorted additional funds on our 2023-24 school year budget, and that's the one that we're in right now. Right. Like we're actually we just finished month seven out of our 12 month year. Our fiscal year runs from July 1 through June 30th. And so at the time when you're seven twelfths of the way through a fiscal year, you find out you're going to lose additional state money on that budget that you're already more than halfway through. So we're going to have to pivot mid year based on those losses. So I'm sure you're wondering, well, like how much we're we talking about? We're we talking about like $20 bill or what? How much we're we going to have to absorb? Past years, we have lost anywhere from $500,000 to a million dollars a year, which is yikes. Yeah. Pretty significant on a $10 million budget. So uh, right now, again, these results just came out Wednesday. Our financial consultants are running the numbers um, through the state's funding formula to find out exactly how much will we lose and how much do we have to contract our budget by mid-year because of these external losses. Um, if there were bright news in this, and it's a very dim bright, but here we go. The bright news is that um, our local CAD failed better, air quotes here, failed better than previous years. So in previous years, their uh, results in the property value study were at kind of the 76%, then 83% marks. And so now being at 91%, which is closer, right, closer, we're hoping that the losses uh, that we're forced to take in Alpine ISD will be at least less money, but that's to be determined. Um, complete disclaimer here, like Alpine ISD, we are not and, and actually cannot by law try to influence the property values. That's not why I share this with the community. We're happy to not be in that business at all and not have anything to do with actually setting the values of people's property. But our job and my job as superintendent of the district is to expose the circumstances that result in our persistent underfunding. And here in Alpine ISD, this state level CAD comptroller dispute issue is one of those things. And so that's why we talk about it. So people know what's going on and how it impacts our local schools. Um, also, you've heard me talk on previous shows about our statewide legislative push to address this, right, to fix this, to decouple these two issues in state law so that um, the state of Texas will quit punishing school districts mid-budget year, exactly yeah. what's happening this week, um, with financial losses based on another entity's performance, right? That's that's just not how this should be. So more to come in future shows about the size of our loss this year. Again, we don't have that number yet. Um, and then what it'll mean for, for the school district and what we can do as a community to keep kind of pushing on this issue to... Um, kind of just at least separate CAD comptroller disputes from school funding locally. I know we have nothing to say. Martin and I are like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you. Taken. Thank you. All right, let's pivot to some positive community updates to uh, wrap up with some great news. So two things I wanted to highlight here. First is the Buck Veterans Honor Wall. That's very nice. This. So yeah. if you've ever been to the old Alpine High School, not the old, old one, which is our current admin office, but the old one uh, that was at the site where we built around the new one, um, we had within the entryway there a Buck Veterans Honor Wall, right, where we proudly displayed pictures of Alpine High School alumni who had gone on to serve in our armed forces. And so when the new Alpine High School was designed, they built into that design an even more prominent place to host that um, honor wall. And so it's it's actually in the cafeteria now, which is an amazing um, meeting space for the entire school. There's an, an inset that it's set within on the main kind of accent wall in that space. Um, we also installed plaques and insignias for each of the branches of the armed forces up above. It's just this really prominent, beautiful um, space within the school. So over the last, um, probably about over the last five months, our athletic leadership class at Alpine High School has been working on getting that wall updated and ready to share with the community. So they've been updating the pictures, getting the pictures like all the same size and consistent frames, et cetera, for the Buck veterans that we had pictures of on the previous wall. Um, just this month, our maintenance team installed them on the honor wall, and it is coming together so beautifully. But but it is not yet complete. We know that we do not yet have every Buck veteran on that wall. And so if you're listening and you know of a Buck veteran or you are a Buck veteran, you're not sure if that person is yet on the wall, we'd love to make sure that they are. And so your contact at Alpine High School is Mr. Vaughn Grisham. Mr. Grisham is helping coordinate this project. Um, you can find his email on our website. You can also just call the high school directly and someone will be glad to help you. But over the next few months, we want to um, make sure, make the wall as complete as possible. Find out whose pictures we're missing, get those pictures and get them updated um, there as well. We'll also be hosting a rededication ceremony. We say rededication since this wall is not a new fixture, just um, updated into a new location. We'll be um, hosting that rededication ceremony for the community later this spring. And so invite you to watch and listen on the radio waves for details uh, for that event. That'll be great. It will. It'll be incredible. So as we wrap up this kind of piece, just wanted to share that we are so grateful for everyone who has served our country um, and especially for our Fight and Buck alumni and, and honored to be able to honor them on our Buck Veterans Honor Wall. Um, last little update for this week's show. This is launching today. This is something we're really excited about. We are launching a weekend meal kit backpack program at Alpine Elementary. Uh, the delivery truck with this first set of backpacks and first set of food actually arrived just yesterday, and we're getting that out to families today. We'll tell you a little bit about what this is and how it came to be. So this is a partnership between the Food Pantry of Alpine, the West Texas Food Bank, and also Alpine ISD, and it provides families and students with healthy, easy to prepare food for kid friendly meals every weekend. And so far we have this program starting today at Alpine Elementary. And so students and families can sign up for this program by reaching out to the elementary counselor, which is Miss Emily Hendricks. And if they're uh, qualified for the program, then students will receive um, a backpack of food for the weekend on Fridays um, each week. And so we're excited about that. Huge shout out to Mr. Hugh Garrett from the Food Pantry 
who brought us this idea um, last fall and thought, you know, I've seen other districts do this. I think there's a way that we could get some grant funds for it through the West Texas Food Pantry. I think we could make this happen here. And just a few months later, we're excited to be launching that. Um, folks in-house at Alpine ISD who helped take this from a vision to a reality are Miss Emily Hendricks, Miss Amanda Lujan, and Mr. Chris Valenzuela. And so thank you to all of them for making that happen as well. What I love about this is it's an example of us as a district living out our values of taking care of each other in our community. So, so excited to um, be providing that. Again, if that's a service that you or someone you know could take advantage of, could really benefit from, please reach out to Alpine Elementary so we can help get you connected. That's fantastic. They're great organizations, the food pantry, always helpful. Absolutely. So as we wrap up today's show, I think about always at the end, like what, you know, what's the, what's the connecting thread, if you will, through the topics we've, we've shared today. And really today, I'm just thinking about um, the importance of our community, right? That Alpine ISD exists to serve Alpine, literally what we were created to do, and to, to serve Alpine both educationally, but in so many other spaces as well. Think extracurricular opportunities, facilities for the community, financial stewardship, honoring our heroes, feeding our community. And so I just wanted to share that the school district is so blessed and honored, and we, we honor that responsibility of serving as the center of our community. Thank you all so much for listening today. We'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of Buck Banner. And in the meantime, go Bucks. Buck Banner has been brought to you by West Texas National Bank. Ready for a bank that will put your business first? Whether you're looking to build, develop, or require other financing, the team of commercial lenders at West Texas National Bank is ready to serve you. From business solutions to farm and ag lending, West Texas National Bank is the partner you can depend on to help meet your financial goals. Visit them today at 101 East Avenue E in Alpine. West Texas National Bank is an equal housing lender. Member FDIC.